0: come before your presence tonight jesus lord we thank you lord oh thank you jesus lord you know lord tonight we've come into his presence church and as we come together we say lord this is who i am this is who i am because of you jesus amen and so tonight we declare who he is in our life amen come on let's sing this together come on he is Christ is come on. my it's our song, come on The road oh.
1: which it I said. Said. Come on, mighty man When everything around me is shaken oh. I've never
0: through generations Lord we think of those that Lord has spent time and again Lord on their knees praying for people like me to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus many of us are represented today Lord people uh, that have prayed for us Lord that have believed in us Lord you've been faithful through generations Lord you've brought us through so much Lord You've been faithful through generations. Lord, you've brought us through so much. You've been faithful, Lord. We have, Lord, been through it all, Lord, and you have been there, Lord, steady and stable for us, Lord. So be with us now as we reach out, Lord, to ask, Lord, for your blessing tonight be in this moment with you lord to be here with you lord in this moment of worship and adoration lord to say lord that you are the foundation of who we are lord the solid rock on which i stand lord rain came wind blew but my house was built on you i'm safe with you i'm safe with you thank you jesus Why would I want anything else? Let's sing this together, church. Come on. Be caught up right now. Come on.
1: I'm caught up in
0: your presence. That's right. It's just you and Jesus right now. Sing it to him.
1: I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want
2: just gone through the motions I'm sorry
1: if I just sang another song and take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you
2: I'm sorry When I've come with my
1: agenda, I'm sorry. When I forgot that you're enough, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. That's right. Tonight, we sing it together, sing. I'm caught up in your prayer. just want to see
2: got to come to that moment where we got to realize we're nothing else will do we try to fill our lives with all of these things and all of these activities trying to reach joy and trying to reach happiness when really nothing else but God's love will do to give us full joy and full life you're here in this church right now in the presence of the almighty would you just reach out to him and say lord i know all of those things that i've been looking for they don't matter because nothing else other than you is what i need we're going to sing this chorus one last time and would you just sing it as your prayer acknowledging that nothing else in your life will bring you the joy and the satisfaction and the love and the grace that His love can give to you. It's just you,
1: Jesus.
0: Come on, lift your voice, church.
3: I'm caught up in your
1: presence I just want to sit Just want you And nothing else
2: just come before you right now first of all we are so ever grateful and honored to be standing on holy ground and in your presence thank you Lord for this moment where we know it's a moment of your grace and your love and your mercy that we don't want to leave heavenly father we just thank you that you have filled our cups in this moment to overflowing Thank you for your goodness and your grace. Lord, I know that there are people here that come in with a heavy heart, people that are hurting, people that, that come in needing to hear from you. Lord, I pray over those individuals right now and the families that they represent. Lord, just reach out and touch them. I know that your presence is palpable in this place, Heavenly Father. I know that you are here. I know that the Bible says that when you seek, you will find, and when you knock, you, Heavenly Father, will answer. Would you just answer their prayers because they come seeking you in this place right now? There are all kinds of needs represented in this church and that are reflected in our state and in our city, Heavenly Father, and I know that your power is greater than all of them. Right now, I declare that chains will be broken and lives will be changed, and there will be radical transformation because your power is greater. There is nothing else better than your love and your grace and your power. Lord, we just thank you for all the great things that you have been doing. We thank you for Pastor Richard and the surgery that has gone well. Lord, we just pray continued grace and continued healing over him tonight, Heavenly Father. I pray for all of the other things that are happening in this church, that your will be done. Heavenly Father, I pray for our city and our nation that they would experience a moment like we just did in this sanctuary where the grace of God is palpable and they all fall to their knees and declare that there is nothing else greater than your love and your grace and your power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Church, it is so good to worship with you. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday. Would you just turn to someone and say, I am so excited to see you in the house of the Lord today. They're just talking. They're just having a great time. They're just having a great time out there. Yeah, they're saying hello. Good
0: evening, my family.
2: Good evening.
0: New beginners, what's happening? (laughs) That's a new tag. We got one person excited to be here. Woo. Woo. We got one woo. Woo. We got one high five.
2: Have you tried again? Oops. (laughs) (laughs) What's
0: up, family? And what a wonderful time, amen? Mm. What a wonderful time with the Lord. Uh, we want to welcome you into the house of the Lord tonight, and amen. I got to be honest with you, I can't blame you if you're too quiet right now because the Lord is still stirring something up in you. Uh, honestly, I can't blame you because it feels so good. It feels so good. So we, we're we in tune, and we're 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 so grateful that the Lord is present, and of course, he's always present. Uh, so good that you're present with him in this moment with him. So we uh, let us introduce ourselves. My name is Michael Romero. I'm your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. Thank
2: you. Fearless leader. My name is Roxy de Santiago, and I'm also on the worship team under the leadership, fearful leadership of Michael Romero. <sighs>
0: I sent some sarcasm there.
2: I wonder why he's been T- picking S- on leader. me, right?
0: Some leadership wonder, Some leader. He's a
2: good leader. He's, <laughs> he's scary.
0: I don't know about that. Uh, gosh, I don't know why they put us up here together. I Raji. don't know.
2: I don't know. Gosh. This is trouble, this is trouble. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Who's in charge of this?
2: You Who are. Is- oh yeah.
0: Hey, church, we a want to welcome you, those watching from afar. And while we're at it, can we welcome Pastor Richard into the house? He's watching. Welcome, Pastor. Welcome, Pastor. We miss you. We love you. Much love. Much love. Much love, Pastor. Much love. Uh, Pastor sends his love, of course. And, of course, we always want to welcome him because he's watching from afar. He loves his family, and he wants to spend every moment he can with us. So we welcome him and those, of course, that are also tuning in from our live stream. Uh, Church, we want to catch you up on just a few things uh, before we call up our speaker for tonight. Uh, A few things that are happening uh, in the immediate. I want to talk to you about what's going on on Sunday. Two very important things that are happening on Sunday. Sunday, number one, baptisms. If you have not yet been baptized, Mm -hmm. man, the Lord has been just doing a work, right? We're in the middle of an amazing series on Sunday called Rebuild, Rebuilding Your Future, We've talked about rebuilding the broken pieces of your life. We've talked about just rebuilding and how to partner with others, the power of us. Brother David spoke about rebuilding. Uh, Brother David, remind me. In, yeah, I know we're all in Nehemiah, but we're, we're just talking about rebuilding our future. Uh, so uh, and we're now in the middle of our Wednesday night series, Unmovable. And so family. The Lord is just stirring up just a ton of stuff. I know within me, for sure, as we're listening and we're going back and listening to our brothers and sisters preach from this platform. So I'm hoping that the Lord is doing the same thing in you. And if he's doing that and you have not yet done so and made the next move in your faith after accepting and receiving the Lord as your Lord, Jesus, your Lord and Savior. I would please implore you to think about going that next step in baptism.
2: And, and more than just thinking about it, if you have questions, reach out to someone, reach out to Pastor Michael or Pastor David or any of the other pastors, any of the other individuals in your church, that in, even maybe someone that you know has been in church um, a, a while and, and is baptizing you, you just want to know, hey, what is this all about? What does it mean? Reach out. This is a very giving church. We, we love to answer your questions, and we don't ever want you to take a step where you are unsure, when you take that step of baptism, we want you to know that you know what you're doing and you're doing it intentionally and with purpose so that you can show your life dedication to Christ. That's what baptism is about.
0: So please so reach consider out. that. That'll be this Sunday. If you can, if you have not yet signed up and, you, and you've and you been like on the fence and you're right there, I would love for you to sign up. And there's a class, right, a, a quick like 15 or 20-minute class right after... Um, right after worship on second service, because it happens right, right as soon as we dismiss second service. So as soon as worship is over, we dismiss into this hallway here, and we're going to room 104, and we talk a little bit about what Sister Roxy was talking about. What does baptism mean? What is those kind of things? And guess what, if that moment you go, eh, I'm gonna wait a little bit, not a big deal, you can do that. But we want to make sure that if you wanna sign up and be a part of that, we invite you to do that. The second thing going on that same Sunday, this Sunday, is meet the pastors, okay? We want you to come and meet with us, see what's going on and what's happening in every one of our departments that we oversee.
2: Every single one, Mm. right.
0: Our youth, our children's, and of course you get to find out kind of what's going
2: on with us. Yeah, and they get to know what's going on with, they get to know what's going on in your life as well, which is equally important.
0: Very, very important. I would love to do that. So that's this coming Sunday. Those two very, very important events that we want you guys to really participate. Those two events, you can pre-register. We would love for you guys to pre-register. You can do that on the app. You can register in, uh, for those two events on the app, so we can plan accordingly. That would be
2: phenomenal. That, that would, would be, be really, great. Really, really cool. They can they can have enough snacks. Are there snacks for meet the pastor? They are. There, there are there's, snacks. There's, if you didn't just want to meet the pastor because yep. you've already listened to Michael Romero <laughs> enough, but you want snacks, you could also come to meet the pastor. I went over time on Sunday. they went there. They They get extra snacks. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, where's my sisters at in the house? Sisters, where are you? Amen. Amen. We're in the house. I want to invite you to come out Saturday, February 4th to Sisterhood, a great time of gathering of all our sisters where, you know what? There are better than snacks. There's like a whole breakfast meal for you guys to come. If you come on Sister uh, Sisterhood Saturday, bring something to share with your sisters. It's a great time of just, you know, hearing what other women in, in life are going through, other Christian women in life. And our speaker this week is the incomparable speaker, Elidia Alfaro, brings a tremendous message. You do not want to miss it. I invite you all to come out and we we talk a lot about food, huh? Every time we, we've talked about food, every time. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is this yeah. I Love it. Expandable pants. It I recommend. Get along, sister. I recommend expandable pants on <laughs> on February fourth. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Amen. And speaking of sisters, now we gotta answer back because the men of God are getting together February the 11th. So I don't want you to remember <gasps> men of God. That's men's breakfast. And the reason why we're talking about it so far in advance is because we have horrible memories. And so we need the sisters that are in the house to remind the brothers. The brothers. In amen. The
2: I'll give an amen to that. That's right. We got to keep them <laughs> yeah. on their schedule.
0: February the 11th, men of God. Amen. <laughs> that is a potluck style, as is sisterhood. Yeah. And so both uh, men's breakfast and sisterhood potluck style, bring your favorite dish, bring your favorite Whatever it is that you like to cook, even if it is picking up a thing of brownies or whatever it is. Hey, listen, those (laughs)
2: brownies from Albertsons, they rock. I'm just going to say they're really, really good.
0: Whatever it is that you like to cook, even if it's just a gallon of orange juice or whatever it is, come and fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. It's how we do life at New Beginnings. Amen. Amen. And then one more thing as far as announcements are concerned, um, parents young people i know both of you guys get excited because and it's already the end of Jan- already <laughs> the end of january it's january 25th and in five for four, four days and in four, really five days technically in five days registration goes live for, for summer youth camp
2: uh, exciting
0: where, where are my young people at they're like, oh, oh, so cool. Put them phones down, and give me some amen, corner. No? Uh.
2: Yeah. We got this. We got this. But well, you know what? You know who's gonna say amen? The parents yeah, who are gonna send their right. kids away for a week. They're about like, amen. We're right. registering you as soon as it opens right. up. Amen. That's what so I did.
0: if you're if you have a child that is in the third grade this year. And going into the fourth grade next year, they're eligible to go to youth camp, okay? And so, start planning for that. And so, that registration goes live uh, a week from today. It goes live, and we'll have fundraising available. We're going to have, I'm not sure, you know, the supply chain issues that we're having. We've been trying to get chocolate in for quite some time. It should have been here, actually, quite some time ago, but... We're trying to get it here as soon as possible, but as soon as we get that done, we're going to have fundraising available. Because, of course, who doesn't like world's famous chocolate, right? Who doesn't love that stuff every single year? And then, guys, we do. And then, of course, if you don't have a child to send, you can still help. And we're always, always looking for donations. So if the Lord is touching your heart and saying, you know what? Maybe I don't have a kid I want to send, but maybe I want to help send and impact one of those young people's lives, I prayerfully consider doing that as well.
2: Yeah, and on a serious note, I would just tell you, we talk about youth camp because it is a lot of fun. These young people have a tremendous, amazing, fun time. But more importantly than that, it is a life-changing moment and some education, for lack of a better word, that they carry with them for the rest of their life. They remember in those dark moments, they turn back to what they heard at youth camp and it could change their life. So you never know which summer camp it is that they're going to hear something that they're going to need in a moment of darkness later on in their life, change life radically. So I encourage you participate, send your kids donate so someone else can go. It's an amazing time.
0: That's right. So we want to encourage you to do that. Okay. Church, thank you for that. And always we want to remind you just as always our tithing boxes. If you haven't done so yet, our tithing boxes, The way we, you and you and I can give electronically is going to be up on the screen and on the screen before you if you're watching at home because of the life impact you and I are making. Our camp is how we do things like that. Because of your giving, we're able to do things like summer camp, IYC, even things like uh, brotherhood or men men of God or new beginnings, sisterhood, that's what it is. And then the, the men's ministry here at New Beginnings, we're able to do those kind of things buy the supplies, things like those grills that we have, everything because of what you and I do, how we impact, not only reaching in, right, but how we reach out even throughout the boundaries of our church.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. So we always
0: say thank you for your obedience in that. And so thank you again for that, church. Now, as we turn the page to what's going on tonight, I want to introduce to you guys somebody, our speaker for tonight, church. Church. Our speaker tonight, on fire for the Lord. I hope you're ready for this man of God, because he loves the Lord. And I tell you, church, he loves you, man. He, this is his first time. He's going to be up here with us. But, man, you know who this guy is, and he loves you, guys. Like, he like he doesn't just, like, love you. Like, he, like, uh, loves you. Like, he, like, uh, loves you, loves you. Will you help me welcome Minister Tomas Maez? Come on.
3: He's going to bring the word to you. Youth. Love you, man. Youth. All right, the youth, I guess, is dismissed. Go on ahead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So it's half the battle getting up here because, whoo, I got I to I give uh, God all the honor and glory. Uh, today's me and my wife's anniversary, eight years ago. Eight years ago, we got married, and then. Eight years—the number of completion. I'm up here speaking because uh, God has brought me this far. But anyways, tonight we're gonna we're gonna be speaking on unmovable. It's the unmo- movable series, so it's gonna be a movable hope. So I'm gonna just pray, Lord Jesus. We just thank you. We praise you, God, because we already know, Lord, that that you're here, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray for each person that's sitting down in those pews, Lord Jesus, that you open up their hearts so they can receive, Lord, the word that you're going to come through, Lord. Lord, let it be all of you, Lord Jesus, because it's not possible unless it's you, Lord. Lord, I thank you and praise you, God, for everything you do. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So it's unmovable hope. Things that cause us to lose our hope. Everything will be going all good. And then when you experience unexpected setbacks in your life, you know what I mean? you're, you're doing good, everything's going right, but you lose your job or a divorce or a wreck or health issues. These kind of things come into your life, and they try to bring setbacks, and they try to bring you down. But you got to know that as long as you're standing firm in God's faith, in Jesus' faith, he's got you. He's going to get you through it. But when we face overwork, we also face overwhelming circumstances. And, 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 and I, I go through that every day, me and my wife running a women's home and working with my daughters. I got five daughters <laughs> and one son. So I, 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 go, I go through these things every day. It's like, it's like you have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. You have to learn how just to, to go with it because we do have the victory. No matter what, when we're walking with Jesus, we have that faith, that, that unmovable faith. You can't move me because I'm walking with the Lord. You can't move me. So when we face, oh, so when we feel our lives are beyond repair, my life was beyond repair. At the age of 15 years old, I, I started to drink and it took me on a life of living, uh, living a hell and, I, and I, I go to my mom all the time. I tell my mom, I'm so sorry for what I put you through. Because I'm just seeing a little bit of it with my children. And, 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 and it's, it's scary. It's scary what we put our, the people that we love through because, because of our brokenness. And the crazy thing is that we don't even know we're broken. We're just, going, we're just going with life. Oh, this is cool. I'm an adult. I get to do this. I get to do that. But really, all it's doing is bringing you down. And, and you become broken. I was so broken to the point where I ended up homeless because my mom, my family couldn't even trust me in the house. So I was homeless for three years. So that's why when I see people out there on the streets, I have that love for them because that was me. And I always wish that there was somebody like me that would just come up to me and love on me and say, you know what, there's, there's, there's hope. There's hope. And then we have circumstances that are beyond our control. That's when somebody in our life passes away. Somebody in our life gets real sick. So when those things come in our life, like that broke me. I'm not going to lie. When my, grand, my grandmother died, she was my mother. So it broke me. And, and that's when I started my life of living in sin. And then my grandfather died, and then I was completely broken. And then my, my cousin Pat got killed, so it, it destroyed me. But see, I didn't have Jesus, though, in this time. I always believed in Jesus. I always knew that Jesus was real because I was raised in the church, the Catholic church, but I, knew, I believed in Jesus. I just didn't have a relationship with him. See, there's a difference. When you have a relationship with Jesus. It's awesome because it's like you got that big brother that's going to get you through every trial you go through, no matter how bad it is. As long as you run to God and not to things of the world, you're going to be all right. Yeah, it's easy for me to say it. Yeah, it's real easy to say it. Because when you're going through the storm, the first thing you want to do is smoke a cigarette, drink, drug, go to somebody that you're not supposed to be with. But see, God wants to see if you're gonna to run to him because if you run to him you're gonna get that blessing so also we feel we are facing life alone a lot of the women that we come into the home they come in and they're alone they feel alone that nobody's there for them nobody loves them But we show them that love that's what God does is he shows you that love you are not you're not you're alone you're never alone God has always been with you he was dancing with you in the beginning But then as soon as the enemy came in with that pleasure, with that sneakiness, he took you and he started dancing with you. And because we were born in our sinful nature, the first thing we do is start, we're thinking it's good, it's good, this is good, this is fun. I'm having fun. What's so bad about this? Everybody else is doing it. But that's when you end up alone, because you're alone from God. You're no longer with the Lord. You're alone because you put yourself alone in the darkness. So today's scripture is going to be in Acts chapter 2, 22 through 41. People of Israel, people of New Beginnings Church, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and a prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed with the help of lawless Gentiles. You nailed him to the cross and killed him, but God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could no, no longer keep him, keep him in its grip. When the disciples felt, when they knew that, when they seen Jesus come back, And they they touched them with their own hands, and they knew that it was real. They were going to live for eternity. All of a sudden, they got this boldness. Well, we should have that same boldness. King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, my tongue shouts in praise. That's why I run around this church in in joy, smiling. Because I got Jesus, I've accepted Jesus to my life. That's how all of us should be running around shouting and praising. My body rests in hope for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriot David wasn't referring to himself for he died and was buried and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had had promised with any oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he's exalted to the place of the highest honor in heaven, at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us. Woo! Just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand, until I humble your enemies, making them footstools under your feet. You know he's talking about there. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this, this Jesus, whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus, Jesus, the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This promise is to you and to your children. And even the Gentiles. All who've been called by the Lord are God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, struggling, urging, urging all his listeners. Save yourselves from this crooked generation, guys. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Woo! That's God moving right there. So Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you, Lord. I praise you, God. I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you speak, Lord. Use me as a vessel, Lord. Sit Tomas down, Lord, and speak through me, Lord Jesus. So anybody that's out there that is hurting and feeling alone, losing hope, Lord Jesus, at the end of the end of whatever they're going through, Lord Jesus, that you revive them, Lord. That you show them that you are they're not alone. We thank you and we praise you, God, and we give you, Jesus, all the honor and glory for this message in Jesus' name. So the first point is put your hope in his unchangeable identity. Woo. So that means that entitlement that mask that all of us seek trying to please man we're not here to please man we're here to please god and he made us in his unchangeable identity we're his identity i don't care if my brother or my sister gets mad at me because i'm correcting them i'm correcting them because i love them if i didn't love them i wouldn't say anything at all I would let them keep doing what they're doing and say, good luck. But I don't wish hell on my worst enemy. I don't wish hell. My wife today was telling me, you have to forgive seven times 77 times in one day. I'm like, and I'm I'm hearing news too, but you have to because a lot of times we don't know what we do. But like Jesus said when he was on the cross, forgive them, Lord, for they do not know what they do. So in 1 Peter one twenty one, through Christ, you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. This is when you take off your mask and you become the man and woman that God has called you to be. So yes, all of us were born in a sinful nature. Every single one of us were. So yes, you were born a sinner. You didn't have to teach your kids to do wrong because they automatically do wrong. We have to teach them how to do right. And see, when I got older and started drinking at 15 years old, I stopped growing. I stayed 15 years old till I was about 36 years old. Until I came to Christ, I started to grow up. I became a man. They asked, when did you become a man? When I gave my life to Jesus Christ is when I became a man. So we have to understand that this mask that we put on every day, take it off. Because when you have Jesus in you, it doesn't matter what you look like. I promise you. Don't look at the mirror and that spirit of vanity telling you you're too big, you're ugly, you need more makeup, you need this, you need that. That's a lie from the devil. Jesus made you perfect, just like him, and as an image of him. When you're walking around with the joy of the Lord, you look good. That smile looks good on your face. I don't care what you look like. You could have just woke up, but if you got the joy of the Lord, you look good. So, take off your mask. I, I challenge you. Smile, be filled, filled with the Spirit. Stop trying to act cool to please man. Because man will always fail you. Always. And God will always bring you to the honor that he has. Because he, he made us his ambassadors. We're his ambassadors. He's sitting at the right hand. He is God. And we are his children. Walk around like you're his children. So two, point two, put your hope in his sovereignty. Put your hope in his sovereignty. God is in control, you guys. Our God is a big God. a Big God, so our problems are small. If, right? if your problems are big, bigger than God, then you must have a little God. You must be worshiping the wrong God. Because no matter what we go through, he's going to get the glory through it. I know there's a lot of people out there that are really going through it. They're going through Job things, you know what I mean? But God's got a plan for that person. We have to suffer as Christ suffered for us. So when you're suffering, and it seems like you're at your end, remember Jesus Christ when he was getting whipped. And he was getting spit on. And all he did is love you. That's all he did is love you. And that's how it seems like. It seems like all you do is love somebody. And you want to love them and they, and they hate you for it. They They talk about you. But you know what? It's because they don't know. That we didn't know what Jesus was doing for us. We didn't understand it. So we have to love them. He's in control, so no matter what you're going through, he can do the unmanageable. He can take care of it. Because these trials that we're going through right now, these are trials that we have to, we grow from them. We have to grow from these trials. Because trust me, bigger trials are coming. We suffer, as Christ suffered for us. Once we get home, it's hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But we have work to do right now. If you go out there into the streets and into the world, the mall, the club, wherever you guys are going to, the restaurants, man, you look around. Look at all the darkness. Look at the people that don't know God, don't want to know God, don't want to have nothing to do with God. But the way you you come at these people is with love, that unspeakable love. That's love that they've never understood. No, God is in control. So God is, I'm, I'm going to say, all-knowing. You can't hide from God. So no matter what you're doing in secret, you're, you're, you're not doing it in secret. He's watching you. If you're, oh, I don't want nobody to know, you know. As Christians, we have to be an open book. We literally have to be an open book. Because what? why should you be ashamed? I'm, I'm a man of God. I should be acting like a man of God. I shouldn't be watching things on TV that I'm telling my kids not to watch, but I'm watching it. Why am I telling my kids not to watch it, but I'm sitting there watching it? Telling my kids not to to smoke or drink, but I'm sitting there drinking and smoking. We have to represent Jesus Christ no matter what the situation is. No matter what we're going through, we have to represent him. It's so hard, I'm starting to see it. Because I got a teenage daughter, and I love that little girl, and I see her dancing with the Lord. I see it, and then all of a sudden, there comes the enemy. (laughs) Starts spinning her around. But I got to love her, because love will conquer. Love will win. Because if I don't love her, the enemy's going to take her and show her this false love, this lust. That's what it's called. That's what the enemy calls it, lust. Lust. We need to show what real love is. Real love is not looking at a person in ways that you shouldn't be looking at that person. Real love is when you look at a person as your brother and your sister, because in heaven, that's all we're going to be is brothers and sisters. Me and my wife are going to be brother and sister. (laughs) You know what I mean? So we got to understand, we got to bring heaven down to earth. We have to bring heaven to earth, and you can because have you noticed when you have a bunch of people that are walking with the Lord and we're all in perfect order, we got one accord, when we're all in one accord, how awesome that is. You don't have to worry about the devil coming in because everybody's standing in a circle surrounding the sister or the brother that's hurting, that's broken. And that's what we do as a church. We surround them. We bring them in. We love on them. And we don't let the enemy come in on them we don't let them go out we don't make it easy for them to go out at least because sometimes they just want to go back out there and try one more time i know that was me i had to check to see if the paint was still wet (laughs) after i played in it for 25 years (laughs) one more time oh it's wet and it's nasty and it's miserable and it's awful so let me, let me be the person for you. I, I went back into it. Don't do it. Trust me. It's not fun. It's awful because you're a man, you're a woman of God. So when you try to partake in the things that are not of God, it's an awful feeling because you know better. It's better for a man that doesn't know the truth than a man that does and walks away. It's awful. So he's all-powerful. God's omnipotent, all-powerful. No matter how big the problem, we serve a big God. We already said that, but I had to say it again. (laughs) Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's a memory verse right there. (laughs) we know look what he did with my life man if you would have seen the man that i was you'd be like what he's up there on that pulpit preaching to us that guy i was an awful person all i cared about was me 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 give me give me give me my name is jimmy what can i get from you what can i take from you How can I manipulate you? How can I lie to you to get what I want? And and, and the world says it's okay. That's business. That's the way we work in the world. If you're slipping, I got it. It's mine. It's not like, that's not how it works in the kingdom of God, guys. My brothers rise. My sisters rise. I'm right there next to them praising them on. Come on. I want my sisters in the home. That me and my wife are dis- discipling, I want them to have more than us. I want them to be stronger teachers, stronger preachers, stronger evangelists, because that's what, we, that's what teachers do. We wanna teach our students to be smarter than us, to be wiser than us. And that's what we have to do with this, gener- this generation, with our children. But see, what's going on right now with our children is the phones. They're influencing them. They're being the influencer. They're the ones teaching our kids, but we have to start teaching our kids by the things that we watch, by the things that we do. Because it's real easy. Well, none of us are perfect. It's real easy to slip up and all of a sudden be on the TikTok or the reels for about a half hour, like Pastor Richard says. It, it turns off on them. You've been on it too long. <laughs> because. We like that pleasure. No, God wants us to study. He wants us to get into the word, and he wants us to digest it, and he wants us to break it down, and that's what he wants us to do. Because when we do this, when we feed ourselves with the word of God, with teachings, preachings, and fellowship, we're happier people. We're not going home and yelling at their wife and kids and this and that. You know why most of the time that we do that? It's because we're feeding ourselves. Spirits, things that we shouldn't be feeding our spirit. And and God's speaking to me right now. If I want to be the man of God that he wants me to be, I have to lead my wife, I have to lead my children, and I'm not going to do that in anger. I have to do it with wisdom, the wisdom of God. So, yes, I owe Jesus Christ all the honor and glory for the salvation of my soul because I was a pretty messed up character. But I didn't give up, I got back up. Don't give up, get back up. I takes me to point three. Put your hope in his love. Know that he will not fail you. He will never fail you guys. If you're walking with the Lord and you're doing what you're supposed to do with the Lord, he won't fail you. He didn't bring you this far. He didn't save your life from the sin that you lived to just leave you. He brought you out of that so that he can make you somebody. Somebody for his glory, for his honor. But you guys got to, we got we to gotta, we gotta walk with him, and we got to love the way he loves, and we got to understand this. The blessing, guys, is not, the blessing for you. The blessing is to be that blesser. So I'm not looking for blessings, just like that song. I'm not looking to get blessings, Lord. I'm looking so that I could bless people through you. Today I was taking out the trash, and there was this lady sitting in the back. Well, I didn't know who it just it was, it was a person crouched, And I was like, mm. she's so I talk to her. I'm, I'm busy. I'm working. I'm, I'm in my rhythm. You know I mean I'm going. I'm not trying to stop what I'm doing. And I walked back up there, filled up the mop bucket, and God, really? Okay, God. <laughs> Pulled out my wallet, put the $5 in my hand, and I walked up to her, and I said, hey, ma'am, ma'am. She, she looked at me, and she's like, God, God wa- wanted me to pray for you. He told me to pray for you. He wouldn't let me work. He said, you got to get. And she's like, thank you so much. I needed it. She was crying out to the Lord. She was crying out for the Lord because she was alone. She didn't have nobody there with her, but God was there, and he used me to go and pray and show her the love and told her, I told her, you're not alone. My name is Tomas. Come to the church. When you're ready to get out these streets, God has a bed for you, three meals a day, and snacks. <laughs> He's got you a job, not just any job. He's got you a good job. You see, God will use the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Because I was a foolish person, but but it's to teach, to teach the wise. I don't want to shame you. I want to teach. I want to love on people. I don't want to think that I'm better than you. I want you to be just as good or better than me. That's the blessing to see one of our ladies or one of the men from UHC catch it. Once they catch it and their eyes open up, there is no, there's no high like the most high. But, but, because when they catch it, when they catch it, it's so easy to work with them because they're here to serve. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And you're like, man, and you see them working, you've seen them volunteering, you see everything Pastor Chris asked them to do, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing, the women are doing, they're not giving me no trouble. And next you know what they got them a house. Next you know what they got them a vehicle. Next, you know what they got them a good job. They're children back in their lives. You know why? Because they were obedient, they caught the vision, they caught it. Just catch it. Make everything about Jesus. Everything first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, open up your phone app or whatever, but go to the first Bible app before you look at anything else, if it's the phone, because most of us look at our phone. Open up the Bible app, read that scripture. That's the first thing you do. And then go on to your day, whatever, but make sure that you put God first. And before you do anything, make sure that you ask God before you do it. Because when you do that, he honors it and everything falls together in his perfect order. And yes, we all make mistakes, we all make mistakes. We all fall short, but we learn from our mistakes. So in Ephesians chapter three, 19 through 20. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully Too great to understand fully. How can somebody love a person like me when I'm lying and deceiving and not being real with my brothers and sisters? Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power and work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think, look what God has done for me. He wants to do the same for all of you. Each one of us has a position that we need to take. We need to stop watching from the sidelines. It's time for us to get into the game. We've all come together as one, and we work as one. Just imagine how many people we can bring to Christ. So everywhere you go, you represent Jesus. Every time you see that person hurting, you don't have money, pray for that person. Quick little prayer. We love you. God loves you. Let them know God loves you. Because we are the light. And if your light is flickering, this is where you need to come, and this is where you need to go to so that your light can turn on. things that, that give us hope who we believe god in, who do you believe god to be i believe god to be my best friend a person that loves me and he'll never give up on me a person that i could go to no matter what i, I do he will never look at me disgusted but he'll love me What we believe God can do for us. Well, look what he's done for me. Look what he's doing for you guys. Blessings on blessings. Miracles on miracles. How we believe God looks to us. God looks to us with that smile. And if that person doesn't have that smile, be that smile. Be that person that steps up and, and, and shows love, to no matter what. Pastor Michael hates when I do this, but he'll be in a bad mood, and I'm going to go and make him smile. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to make this man smile. And that's how I am with you guys, too. I'm going to let you. I, I want to make you smile. I don't want you to sit there mad-dogging me or depressed or looking at me, rolling my eyes. Yeah, right, man of God. I want want to love on you. I want to break that division, that bitterness. If there's something going on, I want to know what I did. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me if I did something wrong to you. I might not know what I did. Sometimes we don't know what we did, and people are mad at us. But go to that person. Talk with that person. I'm sure God's going to take care of it. But if you sit there and you let that bitterness grow up inside of you, It's going to destroy what God has done inside of you. Love. So, I'm I'm asking today that today be the day that you guys catch it and that you start to run with it. Start looking through God's eyes. Start listening to God's voice and not the voices of this world. Because the voices of this world are lies. And if it's something that doesn't give you peace, that's not God. That's how you know it's not God. But if it gives you peace, it's God. And He's speaking to you. Do what He's called you to do. Don't go back to the things of this world. Don't leave this building tonight and be like, that was a good message. Where's my cigarette? That was a good message, God. I'm going to try my hardest to quit smoking these cigarettes, quit drinking, quit looking at things I'm not supposed to be looking at, quit acting the way I'm acting with my family, and start being more like Christ. So if there's anybody here that hasn't received Christ, today's the day. And you don't even have to raise your hand. But mean it, because you have to mean it with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Because when you mean it like that, that's when God can move in your life. But if you're just saying it just to say it, just let's let's hurry up and get this service over, it's, it's going to stay the same. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of going around in circles and the same stress, the same doubts, the same this, same that. I want something new in my life. And God's going to take you there. But you've got to be ready for it. you got to be a man. you got to be a woman. you got to stop going back to the things of the world. God, God brought us out of the world to be fishers of men. So when he brings you out of the world to be fishers of men, when he brings you into the home, When he brings you into New Beginnings Church, that doesn't mean, and and you catch it, and you get saved, and you fall in love with Jesus. That doesn't mean I want to go back to my, my job at the bar to sell liquor or whatever job that the world gives us to sell. No, he wants to give us a job that we go and we help the community. We help people come to Christ. And that's what God wants to do with us. He doesn't want us sitting in the pews. He wants us to get in the game and win souls for Christ. So if anybody out there hasn't accepted Christ in their life, today is the day of salvation. And I encourage you to raise your hand. If you want to raise your hand, stand up if you want to stand up. Or just say it to yourself. Just say it in your mind. But there is no high like the most high. There is nothing... Like, God, there's nothing that Jesus can't do through you or for you. So if all the church would close their eyes, Lord Jesus, and repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I need you. Jesus, I open the door of my heart and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Anybody that accepted it did it, you mean, just go, start to get in the word. I remember the first time I was saved. I went home, I got on the bus, I had my little backpack full of all my Bibles, my devotionals, and I just started reading them. And I started getting in the word, highlighting it, and it was just so fun, it was awesome. Do it. Train yourself to put God first and see what happens in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I guess everybody can leave. (laughs) You guys have a good night. I love you guys.